Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. A warm up for the Evo. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you. In segment number two, we're going to be joined by Dan Zaborski of Fangrass. We're going to be taking a look with him at all four of these series in the divisional series. Which one does he think is most likely to involve an upset? Who does he think is a little bit more of a sure team to be able to make it to the championship series and perhaps the World Series as well? We're going to be taking a look to see if there is a team that's able to just knock off the big contenders in terms of the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Astros because I really do think that after the Astros, there's a big fall-off in the American League if there's a team that could perhaps dethrone all of them. We're also going to be taking a look at possible X-Factors for this upcoming divisional series as well. A few players to watch out for from that front. And then in the final segment, we've got all four game ones are going to be going down in the divisional series. I'm going to give you guys picks and analysis on all four of those games and a little something I like to call touch them all. First things first, always do love to be able to answer Twitter questions on this podcast. You've got one or two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters DM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way, that is fine. An Apple Podcast Review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Only thing I've really been asked about is futures, and I just don't think that there's a lot of value in the futures market. I think that you can do much better betting game to game. I would say that don't bet blindly game to game on a team that you'd be looking at in terms of the futures market if you're thinking, ah, there's a little bit of a juicy price here on 
insert underdog here like the Philadelphia Phillies. It doesn't mean that you have to pack the Philadelphia Phillies in game one with Rangers Suarez taking the mound. And, well, if you just blindly bet some of these teams and they run into bad matchups, that's not necessarily too great. You'd be able to perhaps save a little bit of juice if you'd take a look at a Phillies future instead of betting it game to game. But if the Phillies get swept in three games, either way, you'd be at a loss. I would advise just betting these things game to game. Take a look at the actual matchup itself. You're able to shop the line a little bit better. You're able to take a look at each individual situation as well. I think that that is going to lend a lot more value. And even if you want to get down to it a little bit more, taking a look at just futures for the World Series to be able to win the pennant, what have you, just doing series rollovers on the series money line itself. That would lend a little bit more value than World Series slash pennant futures as well. So that's just my stance on that. So I just don't think that there's a lot of value on the futures market, but there is quite a bit of value in terms of what we've got on this podcast today because it is powered by DraftKings and vote yes on Prop 27. Prop 27 doing everything they can to get Californians out of pretty much a stone age and get them online at sports betting, much like over half the country is able to do. So vote yes on Prop 27 and vote yes on a great podcast because coming up next, we we are going to be chatting with Dan Zaborski of Fangraphs. Keeping this first segment a little bit shorter since we had no games for Monday. So we're just going to get down to it. Chat with Dan about these games in the next segment. Final segment. Give you guys picks and analysis on all these games. Get you in, get you out, and get you guys some money. So that comes up next here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson. Now a part of the Decent Family Podcast. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline zigazoo has made me zigzag what i mean by that is i swore i would never let my kids on social media but now i'm setting them loose on zigazoo Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. It is always great to be joined by our guest as Dan Zaborski does absolutely terrific work taking a look at the great game of baseball. He does a lot of his work over at Fangraph, so he does a few contributions over there at ESPN as well. He is a Zips statistician, and for those that love video games, Dan Zaborski does a great job on that front as well as Dan has been doing amazing work all season long taking a look at the great game of baseball doing all the simulations for this upcoming postseason. And you're able to follow him on Twitter at the letter D. And then his last name, Zaborski, that is spelled S-Z-Y-M-B-O-R-S-K-I all together. And Dan, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Hey, how's it going today, Greg? 
It is going great, Dan, and it is going great because, well, the divisional series of the postseason is getting heated up. And just taking a look at these four series, is there any of the underdogs, any of the road teams that you think have a relatively shot of being able to pull off an upset? Because the one that I take a look at, I just like the way that they're playing in general, and the metrics may not bear it out. But I feel like this Cleveland Guardians team has a little bit of mojo, and I do think that they're going to be able to give the Yankees a solid series. If you look at the Zips projections, uh, while the home teams are favored in all four series, Cleveland does have the best shot. Of the Ooh. four, last check it was fifty-seven forty-three against, and of course, it's not a huge lopsided thing. Things that have a forty-three percent chance of happening should happen well forty-three percent of the time. <laughs> you look at Cleveland. The thing about New York is their bullpen is not as deep as it's been in past years. The problems with Chapman and his taking off the roster doesn't exactly make that better. Or who knows, given how he is at this point, their offense is very, very still, you know, airing judge driven. They've had a lot of slumps from some of the guys who were hot early in the season. Sometimes they look great. Sometimes they look not so great. And Cleveland is playing well right now. They have a well-configured roster for this series. I do think so. And how much do you play into just the way that the Guardians finish off the season and looked in the postseason as well? Because I would say of all eight of the postseason teams, no question the team has been just hottest throughout the entirety of the season are the two teams in the National League side of things in the Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves. But the Guardians, in terms of the American League, I would argue that they played really the best baseball since the beginning of the month of September. And that's something that I really take a look at in terms of the series because the Guardians come in having won like 70% of their last 20, 25 or so games. Yeah, they're a, a solid team, and as long as you don't have to go to you know the last picture or two in the bullpen, they're pretty dangerous. And you look at some of the uh, the problems they fixed over the course of the season. Oscar Gonzalez has really solidified right field in a way, kind of replaced that bat that they lost when when Fernando Reyes struggled early this season. And now is of course a Cub. I still think the Yankees are the better team, but it's close enough that anything can happen in a game. I mean, we're not talking as if it's the Pirates facing the Dodgers. I mean, Cleveland's a good team. And you may recall earlier this season, the Pirates went to L.A. Yeah. and swept the Dodgers. So Yeah, they know, went one in five. <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers did go one in five against the Pittsburgh Pirates this season, which is insane to think. And, hey, that's a good place to take a look at the Dodgers. As you're going to be on the podcast, we do have Dan Zaborski as it has been announced that Uyo Rios, he is going to be going in game one for the Dodgers. And I do take a look at these series and the team that I'd be most surprised if they lose. It is the LA Dodgers. Now the Padres have good familiarity with Urias, but they're the one team out of the wild card teams that they did have to play the full three games. So they have to go to Mike Clevenger, pretty much your number four starter to begin this series. And while Blake Snell has looked very good down the stretch of Joe Musgrove, I mean, talk about a good game three performance. He was able to deliver that. I still do have my question marks when it comes to the San Diego Padres in a series against the Dodgers team that let's just call it what it is. This team has been a bulldozer all season. And the thing about the Dodgers is their bulldozing has come from some places that you wouldn't normally expect. I mean, Tyler Anderson had a big year. I don't think a lot of people were expecting that. I thought Andrew Heaney was a decent bounce back candidate, but nothing like he's actually done uh, this year with the Dodgers. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, even Trace Thompson, who I think everyone forgot about at this point, he's 31. He had kind of washed out as a bench player years ago with the White Sox and A's, but even he's kind of, you know, been a, a pretty significant part of the team as an outfielder who can crush a lefty now and then. I still think, I mean, any team can be beaten. I'm sure the Dodgers would be happier to have Walker Bueller in the rotation, but they don't. So that's kind of the Padres' plan. They had to get to the either Kershaw or Urias in one of the first two games, and then I think it's fairly even after that. 
I do think so as well with the Dodgers. Just great bullpen and pitching depth in general and an offense that they have been able to generate runs upon runs. And then what else is a fascination for me is what we can expect out of the Philadelphia Phillies because with the Phillies, I thought going into the wild card matchup, they might have, might have been the most outmatched team. But the one team that if they were able to get out of the wild card series, I felt like they could make a run because I do take a look at the way the Phillies match up with the Atlanta Braves and Ranger Suarez, the way that he's pitched against the Atlanta Braves this season, has been solid. A sub-3-2-5 ERA against them this season. Zach Wheeler over the last two years against Atlanta, a sub-2-4 ERA. Aaron Nola is going to have to pitch at home, which honestly is a little bit of an issue for him this season. But aside from this season, he's always been significantly better when he has been pitching in Philadelphia rather than on the road. I do think that this is one of these official matchups in which I don't think that the Phillies are going to be able to advance. But I do think that they could push the Atlanta Braves a four, perhaps five games if they get a good start out of Rangers Suarez in game number one. I do think that this is going to be one of those classic little bit of a scare sort of series. The Braves will be in trouble if they look past the Phillies to the Dodgers. There's always that risk when you're looking for the next team rather than the team you're facing. I mean, I don't think the Phillies are as good as the Braves, obviously. I don't think no. anyone actually does. It would have been nice if they had, you know, more Nola and Wheeler. The only be able to use one of them twice in the series the way that the rest worked out for them. I kind of was rooting after they won the first game for them to do kind of what the Mets did, which didn't work, but I would have actually liked to have seen Suarez in game two since they won and you know, be able to hold Nola for a game one, but they won convincingly. I still worry about that outfield defense. If the Braves put a lot of balls in play, it could be trouble. All season, you've had, you know, a a Schwarber Castellanos in the corners, which was not what the team originally intended. But I think the Braves pitching will help them out this series because they can go four starters deep more comfortably than the Phillies can. I agree with you with the Philadelphia Phillies when you have to rely upon North or Syndergaard and Kyle Gibson. Especially Kyle Gibson. Yeah, boy, that is not going to be too terrific for them. And then I do think that with the Seattle Mariners as well, they do have the pitching depth. I just think that out of all the eight teams remaining in this postseason, they are the team that is the most streaky in terms of the offense because you saw them be able to ignite against the Toronto Blue Jays. I think that is very fair to say that the other American League wildcard team in the Cleveland Guardians They are very much the same way, even though we sort of know what we're going to get a little bit more out of the Cleveland Guardians rather than the Seattle Mariners because the Mariners, I feel like their offense has a higher ceiling, but at the same time, it has a very low floor. But I just think that this is a bad matchup for them in general. Houston has dominated them time and time and time again, year in and year out, having to face off against Justin Verlander and the number one bullpen in terms of ERA with the Astros, I think is going to be a big issue because the Mariners' main strength is the bullpen as well. I'm not sure if you agree slash disagree, but out of the four series that I'm seeing, I do think that the Seattle Mariners, they might have the most uphill battle out of all of them just because they have to exercise a lot of demons in trying to take down the Astros. But the good thing is they do have a much deeper starting rotation than they had, you know, at the start of the season. George Kirby has been a huge, you know, a boon to the team. Luis Castillo has, you know, now signed long-term ace picture. The problem with the Mariners, it's going to be very hard to shut down the Astros offense completely because even without Michael Brantley they still have a very high-end offense they have Bregman they have Tucker they have Jordan Alvarez who has been better than he's healthy again Jose Altuve almost 
is underrated. He's had a terrific season, which hasn't gotten much buzz, which has kind of surprised me. If the Mariners can keep these games close, I think they have a chance. But I think there's a real danger that the Astros rip out like a nine nine run lead early in one of these games. The Mariners have to go through their pitching staff, and then it gets a little weaker once you start talking about the last few pitchers on the roster. I don't think that they're going to be able to pull off a comeback much like they did against the Toronto Blue Jays. As that was certainly <laughs> one for the ages, and I just think that with the Astros in general as well. Out of all eight teams that are remaining, I think that they have the best likelihood of reaching the World Series just because I think that the competition that they're going to be facing off against in the American League Championship Series along with the Divisional Series, it's just much weaker than that of the L.A. Dodgers. I do think that the Dodgers, they're going to have a relatively easy time with the San Diego Padres, but I would think that they would be getting the Atlanta Braves from there. If it is the Phillies, then we're looking at a little bit of a different story, but I think that the Dodgers versus the Atlanta Braves series is one in which I could see that going either way would be the third time in the last three years we get that. And I just think that the clearest road to the World Series right now belongs with the Houston Astros because I just think that they're going to be able to dominate whoever comes out of that Yankees versus Guardian series. And I think they've got a big leg up over Seattle. The Astros, the way they are, they could they could easily, you know, go four and four and one in the next two series. I think that a Braves Dodgers matchup is very likely to go seven. I think that's going to be a brutal grind for those two teams. And there's a chance that, you know, you had the Astros sitting pretty while they watch the NL teams beat up on each other. The Dodgers won 111 games, but, you know, the Astros won 106, which is still pretty decent. That is pretty darn decent, as we do have Dan Zaborski of Fangraphs joining me on the podcast. And Dan, just in terms of what we're going to be getting out of these final eight teams, is there a player or two that you feel like might be an X factor in one of these series? Because year in and year out, we see unsung heroes step up, have a big World Series. I take a look at what we're getting on Tuesday with the Cleveland Guardians trotting out their Cal Quantrill, and the team has been 16-1 and in his last 17 starts, with that lone loss being the r- strange game they played against the Mariners where he had the four-and-a-half-hour rain delay, and he just couldn't return to the mound from there, going up against a guy in Garrett Cole that, quite frankly, he's been overrated this season. It's not been necessarily as Garrett Cole's self. We have seen him in the postseason since going away from Houston. Not necessarily be sharp as well. He's a little bit of a candidate of mine. Is there a guy or two that you think that coming into the postseason, he might have a bigger impact than a lot of people are thinking on the outset? I think that Kyle Schwarber is an interesting X factor for the Phillies, simply because we've seen a lot of these games that have been pitchers duels except for the occasional home run. And Schwarber has the ability to hit a home run off of any picture at any time on any count. I mean, he's not that well-rounded an offensive player but I think that people overestimate the streakiness of home run hitters. The thing about a home run hitter is that there's no reliance on the defense. You hit it a long way and straight, and it's you know going out of the park. Going back to Kyle Raleigh for a minute, you have to love how he's embraced the big dumper nickname. Yes. That's, that's normally what you call a player you don't like, not when you call that they, they do. Uh, the big dumper nickname. It is one of the best that you are going to find at all sports. And my friend Dan, you're one of the best that we can find in terms of covering baseball. You do an absolutely amazing job over there at Fangraphs. I know you make some contributions for our good friends over at ESPN as well. You're a man that just all 12 months out of the year, you're doing your best to take a look at the game of baseball. And now it is the biggest games out of the year. Love the good people at home. Know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Well, you can always find me, Deezen Borski, on Twitter. And we are doing chats and Fangraphs, including one for the first Cleveland New York game. Check out Fangraphs. Uh, maybe become a member get those ads removed it helps us out 
anyone who wants to read was welcome. Absolutely. And we always welcome Dan on this podcast because he does absolutely amazing work over at Fangraphs. And every time he join every time he joins this podcast, always delivers tremendous insights, much like today. Big thanks to Dan Zimborski for joining me right here on the baseball winning show. Now part of the Beeson family of podcasts. Coming up next, it is that time the podcast to give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Tuesday as we touch them all. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. 
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Breaking down every game every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. It is always a pleasure to get Dan Zimborski aboard. He does amazing work over at Fangraphs along with ESPN, taking a look at the great game of baseball all 12 months of the year. He has joined me quite a bit on this podcast every single time he does. Lends great insights about the game. A big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Tuesday as we touch them all. A game from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the Rowdy Recap. You note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GNRs. This is going to be going in Las Vegas rotation or we're going with the two National League games first. Then we go Guardians versus Yankees and then Seattle Mariners versus Houston Astros. So that'll keep things all nice and clean and easy. So we start at the top of the board with 921-922 on the betting board. The Atlanta Braves, they're going to be playing us to the Philadelphia Phillies. Ranger Suarez is going to be going for the Phillies. Max Freed is going to be on the bump for Atlanta in Atlanta between a minus 190 and a minus 196 favorite. Meanwhile, if you're taking a look at the fills, you're getting them anywhere team plus 165 and plus 178. 7-7.5 is the total on the 7.5. Under is minus 115. The over is minus 105 on the 7. Over is minus 120. The under is even. I did set my total at 7.7. I do like this total over with Ranger Suarez. He's been able to have significantly more success 
when he has been on the road rather than at home. At home, he's got an ERA that is north of four. Meanwhile, more like a 2.60 ERA when he has been on the road. So credit where credit is due to him. Now, the one thing with Ranger Suarez is that he's going to give up right around 3.3, 3.4 walks per nine innings. And he is backed up by a bullpen that is not great for the Philadelphia Phillies. They had the worst bullpen in the National League post-All-Star break during the regular season. So that is something that you do have to be sort of aware of. Now, I will say this also for Ranger Suarez. I was talking about this a little bit with Dan that he's been able to pitch well against Atlanta this season. In five starts, a 321 ERA, giving up three home runs in 28 total innings. And overall this season, Rangers four has about 0.85 home runs per nine innings surrendered. And then you do have Max Freedu on the flip side. I do think he's going to be able to dominate this Philadelphia Phillies team in his last four starts coming into the postseason. About a 245 ERA. He did a lot of four home runs in those four starts. But overall, I said solid numbers against the Philadelphia Phillies. A 313 ERA, giving up two home runs in 23 innings across his four starts, so I do think that he's going to do a solid job of folding down the fourth, but that's a little bit higher than his season-long ERA. Max Freed, relatively comparable home and road splits as well, and for the Philadelphia Phillies, Bryce Harper was able to hit that big home run against the St. Louis Cardinals, which I think is massive, because since coming off of the injured list, as not necessarily been himself, you do need Reese Hoskins, in my opinion, to pick it up for the Philadelphia Phillies. 0 of 9 at the plate in that series against the St. Louis Cardinals. He has had some bigger home and road splits, but overall for the season, 30-plus home runs, hitting about a 250 and then you heard it from our good friend Dan Zaborski. For Kyle Schwarber, he did not have a single hit in that series against the St. Louis Cardinals, and he's not going to have a lot for average, only hitting about a 215 overall for the season, but he was second in the league in home runs only to Aaron Judge, Brandon Marsh since he has come over for Philadelphia. Alec Bohm, Gene Segura, JT Riamito during the regular season in between about a 275 to a 290 with Riamito being the best hitting catcher really in all of baseball after the beginning of the month of July. But for the Atlanta Braves, you're just having to face off against a complete machine of an offense as you've got so many guys that are able to take you deep as you had five different guys during the regular season be able to supply at least 20 home runs for the team, including their top guy in Austin Riley, slugging out 38 home runs as Austin Riley throwing their Dansby Swanson and William Contreras, only between about 273 to 280, all with at least 20 home runs. Michael Harris, the second, he had 19 home runs, only because he wasn't at the big league level towards the beginning of the season, hitting about a 300. Ronald Acuna Jr. does a good job of moving the line, and while the Philadelphia Phillies have been dealing with some injuries in their bullpen, they've been without Craig Canable for quite a while, will be moving forward. Brad Hand has been out of the fold. You don't have as much issues when it comes to the Atlanta Braves, as ever since he's come over, Rossi Iglesias has posted up a sub-1 ERA with the Atlanta Braves. You've had A.J. Minter post up a two ERA all season long. Colin McHugh has been solid. Tyler Madzik, he was really a big hero last season. Dylan Lee, a sub-2-5 ERA. Kenley Jansen is your main albatross right now for the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies. Well, they've got Sir Anthony Dominguez, who's got a 9 ERA since coming off of the injured list. We saw Jose Alvarado give up that home run in the series against the St. Louis Cardinals. I do think that the Braves have the big advantage. I do think that the Phillies are going to be able to get a couple runs off of Max Freed, but I do think that the Braves get into that bullpen of the Phillies, and they hit it hard. Set my total at a 7.7, so I'm looking at the over. With the Braves, I was willing to lay up to more like a minus 192 on the money line. If you're taking a look at this run line, finding it in a lot of spots at a plus 115. Would need at least a plus 112 to take a shot on the run line, but I am willing to nibble on this run line with it being at a plus 115, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total over. 923, 924 on the betting board, the Slam Diego Padres. They are going to be on the road facing off against the LA Dodgers. One Julio Arias is going to be on the bump 
for the Dodgers. Mike Levinger is on the bump for the Padres. Padres are underdogs. They're anywhere between plus 185 and plus 198. And between minus 210 and minus 225, the number on the Dodgers. Seven is the total overs between minus 110 and minus 120. The unders anywhere between even a minus 110. And with the Dodgers, I was willing to set them as a minus 212 money line favorite. If you're looking at the run line, you're laying anywhere between even money to minus 105. Mostly even money and even at a minus 105, I'd be willing to lay it. I typically don't like to lay a lot of run lines when it comes to the postseason, but I do think that the Dodgers and the Braves, they are just that dominant. And the big thing with the LA Dodgers and their run line is that you're able to feel very good about it with the LA Dodgers. 111 wins a season. 16 of them came by just one run, which means that they had 95 wins by multiple runs. I do believe that among their 16 wins that they had in the regular season by one run, one of those came in like the one of two games in which they were an actual underdog, so they were getting a run and a half in that spot as well. So among like the one or nine wins that they had as a favorite, they were able to cover the run line all but 15 times. That is a very good clip, and it's a very good way to save juice in general. And for the LA Dodgers, I just do think that they have this San Diego Padres team completely dominated. You take a look at this bullpen, and there's a lot of impressive arms for the team. As Chris Martin since he's come over for the Dodgers, a sub-two bullpen ERA, Alex Vesia, Yancey Almonte, Evan Phillips, Caleb Ferguson, they're all posting up a sub-250 ERA themselves. You want to be avoiding that guy in Craig Kimbrell, but when it comes to this Dodgers team, so many guys, they're able to supply the boom for this team as you've got Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, throwing their Max Muncy, Will Smith, Cody Bellinger, all with between 19 and 24 home runs. Bellinger, a rough year at the plate, but Will Smith, 345 on base. Trey Turner is hitting a 300. Freddie Freeman, a 325. And then Mookie Betts, 35 home runs, 35 doubles, 340 on base. I mean, this is just a Dodgers offense that is very hard to stop, though. I will say this about the Dodgers. They are going to be facing off against a Padres team that is averaging about five runs per game on the road. They've been significantly better on the road with Will Myers overall for the season, hitting about a 300 when he's been on the road. And it's feeling like Juan Soto is starting to live up to his billing. He had four hits in that series against the New York Mets. Now, he, Josh Bell, Brandon Drury, Buster Rooney's ever since they came over. But, I mean, for Josh Bell, he was even able to hit a home run in that series against the New York Mets as well. Trent Christian, who had an awful season. He is playing his best baseball at just the right time. Awesome, Kim. He's much better than he was a season ago as well. He was able to move the line with four walks in that series against the Mets. For the Padres, the bullpen depth is not there quite the way that it is for the LA Dodgers. So, I will say, Robert Suarez, a sub-3 ERA this season. And for Josh Hader, 11 straight appearances without an earned run allowed. There was an unearned run and he allowed against the LA Dodgers a little bit earlier. And when it comes to the overall series, the Dodgers were able to dominate the series during the regular season, though you did see, I believe, two one-run games between these two in the month of September. So that is something that you do want to be taking into account a little bit as well. But the Dodgers, for the most part, have been able to dominate when they have been in San Diego. And I will say this about Julio Arias. He's actually been better when he has been on the road rather than at home. Each of the last two seasons. This season, Buck 94, Road ERA, 243, Omi Among his 17 wins, 11 of them did come on the road. And at home this season, right around 1.5 home runs per nine innings. Surrendered less than one home run per nine innings when he is on the road. So that is something to factor in. But Mike Clevenger is not necessarily the guy that I would want to be rolling the dice on in this ordeal. As for Mike Clevenger, he enters having allowed four plus runs in three out of his last five starts. And in those last five starts, allowing seven ding-dongs as well. And for Mike Clevenger, he just has not been very good on the road in general. 546 ERA 
His strikeouts per nine rate when he's on the road is hovering right around seven. His walks per nine rate is three. He's given up about 1.4 home runs per nine innings against the LA Dodgers this season, a 9.69 ERA. I do think that the Dodgers get to him. I think that they hit him relatively hard, so I'm willing to take a shot on the Dodgers on the run line in this ordeal. So I tell you, it's 7.7 as well, so also going to be taking a look at the over. Now we go to my DK Nation pick as it is 9.25, 9.26 on the betting board. The Cleveland Guardians are on the road facing off against the New York Yankees as Cal Quantrill is going to be going for the Guardians, and Garrett Cole is on the bump for the New York Yankees. Tom's game is 7, the under is minus 115, the over is minus 105 with the Guardians. They're anywhere between plus 175 and plus 180 underdogs, and for the New York Yankees, you're going to be getting them right around minus $2, anywhere between minus 198 and minus 205 is the number on them, and with the Guardians, I was willing to take anything above a plus 160 with them, so we are locked in there, and I set my total at 6.7, so I'm going to be diving in on the under as well, and it was tough as to what I was going to be making the DK Nation pick, whether to go with the money line or the total. I decided because it is a little bit less juice in general to go with the total, but Cal Quantrill has been magnificent for the Cleveland Guardians. How about the team going 16-1 in his last 17 starts with the lone outlier being that four-and-a-half-hour rain-delay game against the Seattle Mariners. All that the Cleveland Guardians do is win when Kyle Quantrill is on the mound. He faced off against the Yankees once this season, giving up three runs in six and a third innings. I do think that he's going to be out fair a little bit better against the Yankees. And the real reason why I do like this total under is that things are getting a little bit cooler in the great state of New York. And this is a Yankees team that we see it from them time and time again. They rely so much on the deep ball because when you've got so many guys out there that are really all-or-nothing home run hitters like John Carlos saying Anthony Rizzo does a solid job of moving the line in terms of getting walks, but he himself, along with John Carlos Stanton, Josh Donaldson, the much maligned Aaron X, all these guys hit a 232 or lower during the regular season, so I do think that that is going to be a big giant issue. Now, when it comes to first pitch, I'm expecting temperatures to be in more like the low 60s when it's like 7 o'clock, and then things are probably going to be cooling down a little bit more when it comes to nighttime as well. That is going to be voting very well for a little bit more of a pitcher contact guy in Cal Quantrill. Cal Quantrill is not going to go out there and is going to get like 15 strikeouts in this game or anything like that. It's going to be more like 6 punch shots per 9 innings, but has done a very very nice job all season long of being able to hold down the fort, not give up a lot of walks, right around two and a half walks for nine innings. And he goes up against a guy in Garrett Cole that I do think that he's going to be able to do an okay job against this Guardians lineup as he's been able to pitch better at home than on the road. 320 home ERA, 381 ERA on the road. He's given up at home about 1.25 home runs per nine innings on the road. This hikes up to more on 1.75 home runs per nine innings. And Cole has good numbers against the Cleveland Guardians, giving up two runs in two starts, 12 and two thirds innings overall. And both of these teams, They've got top five teams in terms of bullpen ERA for the Cleveland Guardians. You've got Emmanuel Classe and James Karinchek, the best eighth and ninth inning duo going in baseball right now. They're dealing with a little bit of an ailment to Nick Sandlin right now, but he, Trevor Stevens, Sam Entiges, and Yel De Los Santos, all a 3-1 ERA or better during the regular season for the New York Yankees. Clay Holmes has been a little bit up and down. He comes into the postseason. Not necessarily too terrible. Scott Efres, he's been able to supply a sub-3 ERA. Wani Peralta is someone that it looks like is going to be back on the ALDS roster as a pitch since the middle of the month of September, but overall, he posted up a 275 ERA as well. Lucas Lu 
Suzuki is someone I do like as well. And then for the Cleveland Guardians, just not a lot of power in general for this team. I will say they hit more home runs when they are on the road rather than at home, but they do have a lot of guys that they move the line as. You've got Steven Kwan, Amit Rosario, Andres Jimenez, Oscar Gonzalez, Jose Ramirez, all being able to hit at least a 280 for this bunch, and Gonzalez had that big walk-off home run in Game 2 to be able to send the team to the spot, but really other than Ramirez, right around 120 RBI, 20-plus home runs. You really don't have anyone else that has supplied more than 20 bombs. Josh Naylor has been able to do so, but he's got some pretty demonstrative righty-lefty splits as well. I think that this is going to be a well-pitched game. I think that you've got, once again, good value on a guy that has been a reliable winner with Cal Quantrill, so I'm willing to take the Guardians on the money line. DK and A should pick. It is good to be on the under as well, and we wrap things up with 927-928 on the betting board. It is the Houston Astros. They are going to be playing on the Seattle Mariners. Logan Gilbert is going to be going for Seattle. Justin Verlander is on the bump for Houston. Houston is a sizable favorite of anywhere between minus 210 and minus 220. And we're between plus 185 and plus 190 is the number on Seattle. Six half is the total over is minus 120 and the under is even. I was willing to take the Seattle Mariners as long as I was getting a plus 178 or greater. And we have gotten there on Seattle. With the Mariners, I love the way that this bullpen has been able to pitch the second half of the season as well. Paul Seawald was very much shaky in that series against the Toronto Blue Jays. But he, Penn Murphy, Eric Swanson, and you're able to throw in there Andres Munoz all posted up a sub-3 ERA during the regular season. Matt Brash, Matthew Boyd have been able to fortify this bullpen as well, and I like the way that Logan Gilbert has been able to roll. Now, for Logan Gilbert, there might be a little bit of regression due in from, but he's been able to pitch really well on the road this season. A 316 road ERA compared to a 325 home ERA on the road. He's given up about one home run per nine innings. Walks per nine rate on the road. It's been about 2.9-ish, but it's done a solid job just being able to hold down the Fort in general. Gets about 8.3, 8.4 strikeouts per nine innings. Now, he has to go up against Justin Verlander. It's been absolutely incredible for a Houston team that they have had the number of Seattle for a very long time. I do think that this is a big motivation spot for Seattle and Seattle has honestly hit Justin Verlander really well among all the teams that Justin Verlander has faced at least once this season. They've got the third highest ERA against him as he posted up a 234 ERA against Seattle in six starts, which that doesn't sound like much, but this is a Seattle team that they ranked second in the American League in home runs on a per at bat basis, and Verlander gave up six bombs in his six starts against the Seattle Mariners. And for Seattle, you've got big dumper Cal Raleigh. The batting average is not there. He provided over 25 home runs during the regular season, and there's not going to be a lot of batting average for the Seattle Mariners team. They were worse in the American League in terms of batting average. Both solid star break as big dumper himself, Carlos Santana, Jared Kelnick, Abraham Toro, Dylan Moore. These are all guys in a 225 or lower, but having Julio Rodriguez back in the fold, just massive for the team. He's hitting a 275, 25 plus home runs during the regular season, and Eugenio Suarez with 30 home runs, about a 345 on base. Ty France is able to move the line, hitting a 275. And then for the Houston Astros, they themselves left a little bit of something to be desired during the regular season on offense as well. I do think that the extra rest that Jordan Alvarez got from the Astros not playing in the wild card round, that's going to be able to help him out. Overall for the season, about a 400 on base. He really wasn't himself until the final few weeks of the regular season, though, as overall for the season, he was able to slug out 37 home runs, but... 
On top of that, you do have Jeremy Pena, Alex Bregman, a combined 45 home runs between these two gentlemen. Bregman, about a 365 on base. Jose Altuve hitting a 328 bombs. And then you've got an over 100 RBI and 30 home runs from Kyle Tucker, sitting about a 255. Bond in the fold can sometimes be a little bit tough, especially when Martin Maldonado is in there more for catching purposes rather than the better hitting catcher in Christian Vasquez. And this is an Astros bullpen that ranks number one in the big leagues in terms of bullpen areas. Ryan Stanek, Brian Abreu, Rafael Montero all posted up a sub-250 ERA this season. You've been able to have Ryan Presley do a solid job. Whenever he's been out there, Seth Martinez has been able to do a good job as well as he overall has a 209 ERA. Looks like he is having a chance to be good to go for this series as well. So I do think that this is going to be a well-pitched game. Semi-total is 6.3, but I think that with the Mariners and the way that they are able to go deep on any given at-bat, that gives them a good possibility of being able to win a game against a guy just Verlander that the one knock that you've got on him throughout his career is that since he's gotten to Houston, he has given up the deep ball a little bit. So I'm going to take the plus price on Seattle, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total under, and that will wrap things up for the Tuesday edition of the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Eason Family Podcast. Big thanks to our good friend Dan Zaborski of Fangraphs for joining me in the last segment. If you do like what you're hearing from this time podcast, the Baseball Betting Show, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you know, one of two ways we offer those in. First one is by Twitter timeline. At Janet underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters EM. Maybe it does not matter. So, as per usual, please send these into the timeline the other way. That is fine. An Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it's very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via the five star review. I'm coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season. That means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, Sarah. I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what I'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline 